This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Our worst fears have been realized, and the Democrat harvesting machines in Pennsylvania and North Carolina may determine the outcome of this election. America is about to experience the orange revolution that our intel agencies have deployed on other nations. And Communist China is licking their chops. With these stories and more from an American nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is Right Now. And thank you for tuning in to Right Now. This conversation never ends. You can follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Right Now Jim Dawes. You can shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com, or you can call or text the vent line and leave your rants at 772-245-0750. Call that number. Let me know how you're feeling and what you make of this election. The vent line is 772-245-0750. Well, you know, I I allowed myself to have a little bit of optimism last night. I, I allowed Stu Peters to convince me, uh, and and it, I, I really agreed with him. You know, I felt it in my bones that this was going to be a big win for Donald Trump. I just could not wrap my mind around the idea that after all that went on in the uh, the last four years, and especially in 2020, with the, the hoaxes and the impeachments and the rioting in the streets and uh, and the, the Democrats just gone off the the far left end of the political spectrum that about half of this country would turn out and uh, vote to put Joe Biden in as president when he is a, a spent husk of a man with a the most leftist senator standing right behind him waiting to to take over in Kamala Harris sadly though um, my worst predictions over the last several months have been realized. And the Democrats have put in place a, 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 a harvesting machine enabled by this, uh, this pandemic. And if you look at the, uh, the electoral map now, the harvesting operations that they have put together in Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Michigan, Wisconsin, are exactly those states that were strategic in this election. And, you know, the question that I'm getting asked a lot now on uh, social media and on my email is, how long do you think this will go on? My answer to that question is, I think this will go on as long as it takes for the Democrat governors and courts in Pennsylvania and North Carolina to uh, to pull ahead in this election then they will stop harvesting they will stop counting and they will declare Joe Biden the winner 
You know, I was thinking this morning, how, how would you feel if you were an energy worker in Pennsylvania, you had gone through uh, the globalist purges where your uh, your jobs were sent overseas. A lot of those energy workers used to work in the steel mills and, and other industrial factories in Pennsylvania. They now, thanks to fracking, work in the, the energy sector, and they're making good money. They're being able to provide for their family, save a little bit for their kids' college, maybe go on a, a vacation to Florida, every year or every other year, how would you feel if your fellow citizens in the Commonwealth were voting to put you out of work? The, uh, you know, Trump has a big lead as of the time of this airing, but uh, as this harvesting operation gears up, those precincts out of Philadelphia County and Bucks County and the other collar counties of the city of Philadelphia were going to generate about a million more votes and Trump would need at least 40, maybe 45% of those votes in order to, uh, to give Pennsylvania's 20 electoral votes to Donald Trump. And I don't feel real good about that prospect, but you know, how would you feel if you're a, a blue collar worker trying to make a living and your fellow citizens and uh, your Democrat governor is trying to throw you out of work and put you on unemployment. That would feel like a, a deep betrayal if I were in that position. So the current state of play is, uh, you know, Donald Trump's path to 270 goes through North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Michigan, maybe Wisconsin. I don't think he would necessarily need Wisconsin if he were to, to be able to take uh, Nevada. That's, uh, that's still in question at this time. But I don't believe for a second that it's a sheer coincidence that these, uh, these remaining states have all been targeted by the Democrat Party for their vote har- harvesting operations. So uh, I'm dragging a little bit. Last night I was on the the uh, live election coverage for the Daily Mojo uh, with uh, Brad and Ron and the whole Mojo cast of characters. It was a lot of fun. I don't know if you watched it. I don't, I'm not sure if they uh, archive it, but it probably wouldn't be worth watching on archive, but it was fun. And then I, uh, I hit the sack. I, I had a, my earbud in listening to the election coverage. I was dozing and coming in and out. Nothing really changed. They shut down about midnight. They stopped counting ballots. They just decided, well, that's enough of that. We'll put these, these ballots down here in the basement, and we'll all go take a nap. See if anything interesting happens while we're gone. But I just want to encourage you. I know a lot of people are feeling anxious and maybe even discouraged. I am a little bit. But I am going to rebound from this really quickly, and I hope you will as well, because we don't have time to be discouraged. The future of this nation is on the line. Being discouraged is not going to help anything anyway. That's really what 
the far left in this country wants. They want you dispirited and discouraged and resigned to your new fate and their Marxist utopia. I would uh, encourage you instead to resign yourself that this is going to be a fight. This is going to be a long slog. And I'm not, when I say fight, I'm not talking about violence. We don't have to get violent. We have been given the tools by our founders to, uh, to correct this. And I'd also like to point out that if Donald Trump can put up with all of the incessant attacks over the last four years, and he can go into the uh, stretch run of this campaign doing five rallies a day while at the same time, you know, keeping a good humor and, uh, and being positive, then we can do that too. We can take our inspiration from him. Don't be Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden, he turned into a, an angry old man behind his aviator glasses, shouting at the cars in the parking lot while they honk their horns. That's, that's not... That's not where we want to be. So I'm going to take a little break here and try to uh, to uh, rehabilitate my voice. I'm going to play you a little uh, a drinking song. Not encouraging you to drink in the afternoon either, but uh, this is a Merle Haggard uh, with a, a honky-tonk song called Are the Good Times Over for Good? I wish the buck was still silver And it was back when the country was strong Back before Elvis, before the Vietnam War came along Before the Beatles and yesterday when a man could still work and still would It's the best of the free life behind us now The good time's really over for good I wish Coke was still cola And a joint was a bad place to be It was back before Nixon lied to us all on TV. Before microwave ovens, when a girl could still cook and still would. It's the best of the free life behind us now. The good time. I've been rolling down a hill like a snowball headed for hell With no kind of chance for the flag or the liberty bell I wish a Ford and a Chevy would still last 10 years like the should. All right. It's the best of the free life behind us now. 
the good times really over for good. Stop rolling downhill, my snowball headed for hell. Thank you, Whip. Stand up for the flag and whistle. It would still last ten years like the should Cause the best of the free life is still yet to come The good times ain't over for So that's all the melancholy we're going to be allowed to have this morning. I want to talk about what happened, this, uh, this big steal that's underway. And the president called it out last night. Of course, he is, uh, he is the expert bullshit detector. And he, uh, he predicted all of this was going to happen. And uh, sure enough, another one of Trump's predictions came to pass. But most importantly, we're winning Pennsylvania by a tremendous amount of We're up 600. Think of this. Think of this. Think of this. We're up 690,000 votes in Pennsylvania. 690,000. These aren't even close. It's not like, oh, it's close. With 64% of the vote in, it's going to be almost impossible to catch. And we're coming into good Pennsylvania areas where they happen to like your president. I mean, it's well, the president went on to say that uh, he didn't want any more votes being cast now that the polls had closed. And, of course, the uh, media leapt to that in the New York pages in the pages of the New York Times and the Washington Post. They immediately declared that he said that he wanted the votes to uh, the counting of the votes to stop. Once again, taking him completely out of context on purpose. But you can bet there's a lot of uh, GOP lawyers headed in the Brooks Brothers mob uh, into uh, Philadelphia trying to get a look at these ballots, see where they're being stored and how they're being handled. Handled. What's really going on here is uh, the the reason they stopped counting votes last night. I know they're tired, but the reason uh, they strategically stopped counting votes when they did is they want to wait for the uh, the rest of the vote to come in in western Pennsylvania, fracking country. They want to know what kind of gap that they need to cover in order to uh, to bring old Joe Biden out on top. Here's a little of what it sounded like over at CNN. 
You were reporting something about the city of Philadelphia, which is usually a Democratic stronghold and the county yes. of ballots there. Yes. Uh, and our David Becker, who we were consulting with earlier, has been speaking to officials that they expect a midnight update, but they have decided to hold off on counting mail-in ballots until tomorrow morning. Uh, so additional ballots there will be on hold. This is part of a plan. Yeah, However, it's part of it's a plan. Suitable because it is such a s substantial population center, and it is one of these states more broadly that we are waiting on. Nora, it's also interesting that the Trump campaign is sending out fundraising emails, according to our Nicole Skanga, saying they're not going to call the race. So they're setting the table to their supporters that somehow the reason we're not announcing decisions uh, as to how the states are leaning has something to do with uh, some sort of conspiracy there. And There's a little bit of TDS. I misspoke. That's not CNN. That's uh, uh, CBS News. And uh, I have already gone online and contributed my part uh, to the campaign so they'll have the necessary resources to fight back on this. I'm trying to figure out whether I ought to play you this clip from Bernie. I'll just tell you what the clip says. Bernie uh, was was uh, predicting all of this would happen and, happen and talking about how the Democrats were going to take advantage of the COVID pandemic in order to uh, to achieve their electoral victory for for Kamala Harris. What we've had for the last four years is a sustained and unrelenting psychological warfare operation against the American people. And I'm hearing a lot of people, you know, uh, crowing that the polls were wrong. These bogus polls were wrong. Those people are incompetent. They don't know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what they, they're doing. The, 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 these pollsters are part of the, the big media, the Democrat media complex. These are suppression polls. They're not polls, uh, you know, in the old sense of the word. If you're looking at any poll that's got a ABC, NBC, CBS, USA Today, New York Times, Washington Post, CNN, that's not a... That's not a poll. That's a, 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 a tool of psychological warfare that's being deployed against you. You think they would continue to get it wrong again and again just out of incompetence and always, by the way, be wrong in underestimating the Republican vote? No, they're, they're not incompetent. They're expert. And they'll go, uh, you know, they'll go, uh, do a, a few mea culpas and try to wonder what went wrong and scratch their head. Well, I don't understand it. But four years from now, they'll be back at it doing the same thing. They're part of the fake news industry. That same industry that spiked this bombshell of Hunter Biden's laptops that dropped right into their laptops. They gave the scoop to the New York Post because they didn't want to touch it and might hurt Biden. And just like the pollsters were doing suppression polling, the Democrat media complex was doing suppression media. They were vote they were doing vote suppression. You know, the Democrats like to talk a lot about, oh, the Republicans are doing voter suppression. You'll notice when they do that, they never offer any examples of what they're talking about with this voter suppression. They just throw the term out there as if it's conventional wisdom and you know what they're talking about. 
they're engaged in the suppression. They're engaged in suppressing people's access to information, their ability to understand what public opinion is. Imagine what last night's returns would have looked like if the media hadn't been lying about Donald Trump with these incessant hoaxes for over four years. Even if they had been honest in these last couple of weeks, uh, the, the voters might have gotten a more accurate picture of who Joe Biden really is. And if they hadn't spent the last six months pushing these bogus polls, it would have been a big night for Donald Trump. The, the, the Biden campaign really didn't have a, an inspiring campaign. Far from it. For most of this campaign, Joe Biden was hunkered down in his basement. But the water was carried almost entirely for the Democrats by the, the media, the Democrat media complex. They have truly become our American Pravda. The Ministry of Truth out of George Orwell's 1984. They've been joined by our new access to information that we thought were going to save us to reliance on the establishment media. And of course, I'm talking about social media, social media. We had such high hopes that we we're going to have access to information to be able to freely exchange it. <laughs> no, no, no. The people can't be trusted to have access to information and make up their own minds. I've got a clip here. I'm not going to play a clip. I'll just describe it again. Project Veritas took an undercover video of a, a Google worker. He is a, a, a foreign national working at Google describing how they shape public opinion. They deny any sort of a confirmation bias for anybody whose uh, political leanings are conservative. And they feed them a constant diet a vilification of Republican candidates and a, uh, a constant a diet of, uh, of pro-left-wing ideas that they, they try to push all your buttons with. What really drives me crazy is a lot of uh, the censorship that goes on on social media is being imposed upon us by foreign nationals, H-1B tech workers. Everybody's concerned about foreign interference. The, the greatest, most massive interference in American elections is being done by social media and to a large degree, maybe even to a majority degree, by foreign nationals working for those companies on H-1B visas. Overnight, they censored the President of the United States on Twitter. It's not the first time they actually took down Kaylee McInerney's, the White House spokesperson's Twitter site. They took down for two weeks the New York Post trying to hide the uh, the corruption on behalf of Joe Biden. And what's really uh, disappointing about this is how how susceptible 
this mind control effort, these psychological operations, how susceptible suburban women are to it. Once again, uh, the, the suburban women went back and voted uh, majority for Democrats. And that's a tough hill to climb because, you know, we are a majority uh, female nation. Richmond Joe sent me an email talking about uh, what to do about the fourth estate. Maybe we can uh, require them to take an oath of office like other uh, branches of government. Not sure it really work, but at this point I'm open to anything because the fourth estate has become our fifth column. So we're in for a long fight. They're going to try to keep counting just like they did in Broward County in 2018 to try to, to uh, defeat Ron DeSantis here in Florida. They're going to try to keep counting until they overcome the deficit. And I'll be honest with you, I don't know whether Donald Trump has enough of the control of the levers of power in Washington, D.C. to, to defeat it. I'm kind of doubtful that he does. He has not shown himself to be expert at uh, governing the, the swamp. He's better at firing the swamp, but he's not that good at deploying it for his own purposes. We're going to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to look at what to expect next. Phase three of the Orange Revolution. We'll take a look at the crowds outside of the White House and what went on over at Fox News and their election coverage last night right here on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Stick with us. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, what's the word, delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So I spent a lot of time over the last few weeks talking about the Orange Revolution and the the plans that the uh, left in this country, the Marxist left, had put together in order to uh, to fundamentally transform the country, as Obama and Biden and Kamala Harris like to talk about. 
Well, they want to fundamentally transform this country too. And they've taken charge of the old Democrat party that really never had any core convictions. The only thing that they are willing to do is uh, promise whatever it takes to get elected. And if they have to promise um, AOC that uh, she'll have her green revolution and we'll We'll destroy the American energy sector. Well, they'll they'll promise that. They have to promise Ilhan Omar that she will be the recipient of government handouts and all of her people will be recipients of government handouts in perpetuity. Yeah, sure. They'll agree to that. They have to promise. Well, they'll promise anything. They'll promise that they can change the weather. if They think that'll get them elected. And there's been a, uh, you know, a, a real uh, resistance to this left-wing fundamental transformation. No uh, stronger than right here in Florida where the, uh, the Cuban refugees and uh, Venezuelan refugees turned out big for Donald Trump last night because they recognize this hogwash for what it is. It's a... Uh, a system of government that does work, doesn't work, that is not sustainable. And they recognize, too, uh, what exactly is going on and uh, the, the tactics that are being used in this fundamental transformation. I've got a clip I played for you originally, uh, I guess, a couple of weeks ago. This is Darren Beatty, the uh, the founder of Revolver.News, which is a great substitute for the Drudge Report. Talking of, I think he was on Tucker when he was uh, talking about this color revolution. Activity. No, this is, uh, this is on America's Voice with uh, Frank Gaffney. Well, that's a great question, and it's one of the advantages of knowing that this is indeed a color revolution, as has been exposed very early on by Revolver.News. I encourage everyone to follow Revolver for updates on this. The two chief characteristics of a color revolution are an engineered contested election scenario, which we see developing before our eyes, and massive acts of civil disobedience, quote-unquote peaceful protests. You see the same playbook being run, Eastern European countries, you see it in Belarus, you see it here. What you have are a number of organizations, color of change, move on, labor union groups. They've got them all teed up to flood Washington, D.C. with possibly hundreds of thousands of people to create chaos as we're in this intermediate period where they claim we still don't know who won the election. That's what you get from this mail-in ballot scenario, is they're moving the locus of democratic decision-making away from the polls and onto the streets and the courts because they can't win at the ballot box. They already surrounded uh, the White House last night. There has already been violence. Uh, Some some right-wingers came out. They're calling them Proud Boys. I don't think they're Proud Boys. Maybe they are. I don't know. But uh, they, they moved to try to protect somebody that was being assaulted and they were promptly stabbed by the peaceful protesters. You won't see any of coverage of that in the mainstream media because they want to continue to try to uh, portray this as some sort of mirage that you're not, you know, that's not really happening. It's a peaceful protest. 
But the whole deal with this color revolution, we're in phase three now. The first is to stigmatize a leader. And man, oh man, have they uh, done a job on Donald Trump stigmatizing him with disinformation, outright disinformation. Continue to, uh, you know, talk about this uh, very fine people hoax and the suckers and losers hoax. Just try to, you know, paint him as uh, inhuman, morally retarded. Step two is to delegitimize elections. That's what all this talk about the the uh, electoral college is all about. You've got to make our systems for picking leaders somehow illegitimate, unless of course the left wins, and then it's all great. And of course, you know they're delegitimizing this election by uh, by all of this flood of uh, of ballots. The next step in the color revolution is uh, violence in the streets, mobs, and these are rent mobs. These are rent mobs that are paid for by Soros and his uh, his fellow travelers with dark money. I'm not saying they're paying everybody out there in the street, but they're paying the people that are organizing and mobilizing these mobs in the street. And step four of this color revolution, and this is all contained in a a playbook that was put together by uh, the same uh, guy. I can't remember his name, but he's, he's filed over 150 lawsuits against the Trump administration. But, he put together the playbook that the U.S. State Department and the intel agencies use to overthrow the elected government in the Ukraine. When Joe Biden promptly showed up with his, uh, his bag man, Hunter, to take advantage of the situation. The next step is the courts. They are going to try to uh, delegitimize the courts, and they're going to, uh, you know, Every court victory will be a victory for justice and equity. And every court defeat on their part will be part of a, uh, a grand scheme of the, the evil orange man. I've had people tell me that they think that this is going to be end in a civil war. I really don't think that I don't believe we're headed toward a civil war, but it depends on how far the left wing want to push it. If, uh, if you know, they right now what they do is they sort of limit their um, their writing to a, kind of a small area to try to get the news coverage and make everybody think that uh, you know you we've got to all succumb to this so it'll stop. And they have been showing up in suburban neighborhoods with their bullhorns yelling at people and throwing rocks through the windows. If they make that a part of their strategy, well, this most certainly will end in a civil war. Here's a guy named Trevor Landon on that same program talking about what goes on with the mobs in the street. As well. Yeah, we'll look at... That is not the clip I wanted. Here we go. Jeremy Siegel on the mobs in the street. Well, you're going to see violence. We always do in a lot of these left-wing protests. 
But we have to remember people like Lisa Fithian and her counterparts are people who are masters of deception. And so what they do are called black block demonstrations or black block tactics where they take over an entire city block. They antagonize police and create confrontation with police. They burn that block down. But when you go around the corner, things may seem relatively normal and people drinking coffee at Starbucks. What they do really effectively is draw the media in, draw the cameras in to create a perception of mass revolution in the streets. It's, it causes a psychological effect on people who are not part of it and who are not there to believe that they're much larger than they really are and to believe that their movement is far more effective and on a much grander scale than it is. And it's extremely effective tactic. Yeah, it is an effective tactic. I, I, I would guess that, um, you know, the, these far left street agitators represent, you know, less than one-tenth of one percent of the people in this country, but they're trying to leverage their power through coverage in the media. You know, but um, we have uh, the ability to turn out much larger crowds. Traditional America does. We've got big crowds, too. I think Trump proved that at his rallies. And these were the real peaceful protests, the real people that are so thirsty for a return of a, a government that puts the interests of its people first. They want to get globalist Joe Biden back in there so they can get back on the gravy train that was selling this country out as hard as it could. We're going to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be right back. No one likes to think about disasters or what could happen to you or your family if you find yourself in the middle of one. Look around you. Don't you wish that uh, maybe a few months ago you had gone to preparewithmojo50.com and picked up an emergency food supply? The reason is not that you're panicked. The reason is that you want to be ready for anything. Look what happened at the grocery stores in the last few weeks. There are others out there who tend to lose their minds when things aren't normal. You, however are smart. You know how to do things the right way. You know how to be prepared. You know how to take care of your family and it shows. I mean, you listen to Mojo 5 So go to preparewithmojo50.com. You will find a special deal for you as a Mojo listener on a food supply, an emergency food supply that will ensure that you have enough food for you and your family for months or however long you decide you need the supply for. It really is a great deal and it's about being ready for anything. Preparewithmojo50.com Preparewithmojo50.com. You can get a four-week emergency food supply with about one-third off. Normally $300. You can get it for about $200 free shipping. And I can't encourage you strongly enough to do that because their uh, their ends will be, or their um, their goals will be trying to, to spread the pain as this orange revolution really kicks up into high gear. So I could not be prouder uh, to be a Florida resident, citizen now. They've been telling us for weeks and weeks that uh, Donald Trump was going down in Florida. Joe Biden was going to overtake him. One thing that they really didn't count on was the the large numbers of, of Hispanics in Dade County and to a lesser degree, 
Broward County who recognized exactly what was going on because they've seen it before and their parents have seen it before and their grandparents have seen it before and they weren't having it. And Biden did still carry um, Dade County, but not nearly by the numbers previously. I think he won it by, you know, five or 7%. Hillary Clinton won it in 2016 by 30%. So they're they're recognizing what goes on, and they turned out big for Donald Trump. The uh, the media absolutely refused to call it until until all of the uh, polls out west had closed because they wanted they didn't want anybody to get the idea that Donald Trump was uh, was on a roll and had momentum. At the same time, they were calling Virginia for the Democrats with zero percent reporting. They were refusing to recognize what was obviously going on in Florida. But I've got, uh, I've got some optimism that uh, Hispanics, the largest minority group in this country now, are going to start uh, coming over to the Republican Party because they're good, hard-working, socially conservative people. And... Um, you know, it's not just in South Florida that you see seen this. Uh, right there in Texas, normally the Rio Grande Valley along the Mexican border is a hotbed for uh, Democrat votes and Democrat voter fraud. And the Rio Grande Valley uh, almost split its vote evenly between Trump and Biden last night. That was a that was a stunner. I think they probably appreciate this president uh, securing the border because, you know, they're in the United States. They don't want the same narco state that's risen in Mexico to take over the Rio Grande Valley. I don't really know what happened with the black vote. I, uh, I, I, I did not expect to be able to know that if, in fact, black voters were going for this president and the numbers that um, the polling indicated that they would then the Democrat media complex would do everything in their power to suppress that fact. They don't want blacks realizing that, you know, their fellows are, uh, are leaving the Democrat plantation. Let's talk about some of the ballot initiatives that were on the, on the, uh, ballot last night there was a bunch of them out in california there was actually a uh, a, a constitutional amendment that would have repealed proposition 16 which was passed uh, back in the 80s that um that made uh, discrimination based on race that's what they like they, they like to call it affirmative action but they it uh, Proposition 16 made any sort of consideration of race and employment or college admissions or anything like that illegal. And the, uh, the solid Democrat legislature in, uh, in Sacramento put a, uh, an amendment uh, re- reversing Proposition 16. And... I'm proud to say that it failed. 
They were trying to legalize affirmative action in California, and it failed um, 56 to 43%. That's a healthy number, almost 10%. No, exactly 10%, actually. So that was uh, that was great news. There were a lot of ballot propositions as well. Let's take a look at some of those. Alaska had a, a ballot proposition for ranked choice voting. That is a terrible idea. Where uh, they they they're using it some up in Maine, and it allows all sorts of hijinks. So you vote for your first choice, your second choice, and then they try to assemble uh, majorities based on your ranked choice. Whole bunch of initiatives legalizing marijuana in Montana and Colorado, already happened in Colorado. It meant Montana, Arizona, South Dakota, New Jersey. Each and every one of them passed. So we are, we're going to become the stoner nation. And it's going to be very difficult to keep your kids from, uh, from going to school stoned like we used to do. <laughs> oh, man. That's all New Jersey needs is uh, to uh, legalize marijuana. There was a bunch of abortion initiatives in Colorado. They uh, they voted no to uh, to limit free access to full term abortion in Louisiana. They voted yes by a big number, sixty two percent of the good people of Louisiana voted to make those uh, those procedures illegal. They're redistricting Virginia. Not sure the specifics of that ballot initiative, but it passed overwhelmingly. It uh, will be used by whoever's in charge in order to seek a electoral advantage. So if you were tuned into Fox News to get your election coverage last night, you, you probably were not very happy. They called Arizona early in the evening, way before um, it was clear that the Democrats were going to uh, take the state for Joe Biden and way before uh, many of the down-ballot races were clear as well. And if you contrasted that with the way that they were dragging their feet on calling Florida and uh, and a lot of Donald Trump states, you could kind of suspect they're not a conservative news network after all. What might interest you to know that um, the guy that was running uh, the Fox News election desk, they would trot him out every now and then to try to explain, justify his actions. His name is Arnon Mishkin. He is a, uh, a, a Democrat, a, a registered Democrat who brags about voting for Hillary Clinton, donated thousands of dollars to Democrat candidates. And he's the guy that they put in charge of the election desk at Fox News. He was, uh, in my opinion, playing games last night. 
So, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to, I'm trying to be upbeat. I'm trying not to uh, consider defeat. But what if Trump were to lose? Well, he's a young 74. In eight years, he would be the same age as uh, Joe Biden is right now. Did I say eight years? Four years. In four years, he would be the same age as Joe Biden is right now. So would Trump come back and run again in 2024? I know this is a guy that does not like to accept defeat. And if Biden makes it through a first term, or even if Kamala Harris assumes the presidency, then the American people will have a good taste of the of the the uh, left wing agenda that has t- overtaken Washington, and Trump would stand a good chance of winning. Would he do that? I don't know. What I do fully expect is Donald Trump loses this election that he is uh, he's he's not going to go silently into that good night i expect he's going to put together a uh, a media operation and and that would be a hell of a thing you've seen how effective he is at um at media and at really any sort of executive function that he turns his hand to but i can tell you if joe biden is declared the winner it is going to get ugly. You've had all of these thought leaders on the left talking about our Truth and Reconciliation Commission, which is really they're just their way of saying we are going to get those those deplorables. We're going to make them pay for the last four years of historic low unemployment, of rising wages. We're going to we're going to make them pay for securing that border and reforming these trade deals. And supporting that bad orange man. But I fully expect that they'll follow through on those threats. They'll uh, they'll try to ruin people's careers and banish them from Washington so that they can never do this to them again. Hell, they may even try to reach down into some of the, you know, lower tier Trump supporters and make some examples out of uh, out of people like you and me a truth and reconciliation commission. There's an Orwellian name. If you ever heard one, it's not the truth. And it's not about reconciliation. It's about punishing people for resisting Conchok Thunder. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He's a friend of mine on Twitter. He points out that if Biden wins, he uh, he's gonna ha- he's gonna have a tiger by the tail. He said if Biden wins, he'll have just as many people hating him as Obama did. But unlike Obama, he won't have any of the base enthusiasm from supporters. And he wonders if Biden and Harris realize that in twenty twenty two. Their midterm election, there will be the biggest midterm bloodbath ever. And wonders if they think that uh, the Make America First movement is going away. So I went on Twitter to look up my old buddy Ryan Parker. He's uh, he's the balladeer that I uh, 
I like to play songs from. And lo and behold, his account on Twitter has been terminated or deleted. It's no longer there. I don't know if he did that or why he would do that. Maybe they've got him uh, him targeted uh, or or scared. But I did find his YouTube channel still up, and I want to play uh, a song for you here. This is uh, his uh, his piece on vote by mail. You thought Bush and Gore was bad with all the hanging chads. Then brace yourself this year, cause everything you fear is on the verge of coming true. What can we the people do but just wait to see who won in 2021? Mail-in voting, the left's promoting, from Schumer and Pelosi to Joe Biden and the squad. Mail-in voting, it's sure worth noting, gives much more opportunity for bribery and fraud. Citizens and many wrong addresses will lead to legal action and a bunch of nasty messes. They'll impeach, so they'll impersonate. That's why they're always floating. This method here, where votes appear because of mail-in voting. They've shown that they will cheat in order to defeat. Our sitting president, the outsider they resent. I'm sure that we will hear boxes of ballots disappeared. Cause the post office delivered them into the Hudson River. Mail-in voting, the left's promoting. Will lead to many claims about exclusion and confusion. Yes, mail-in voting, it's sure worth noting. Will be a bigger cluster than that Russian collusion. Which county will be sabotaged by Democratic cowards? Will it be Miami, Dade, Palm Beach, Volusia, or Broward? Stormy Daniels, Ukraine hoaxes, all the failures they've been floating. I'm quite sure that they'll try one more involving mail-in voting. The great Ryan Parker on mail-in voting. Well, I got to get in touch with him, figure out why he's off Twitter. <laughs> I know he probably poses a threat to them. The last thing they want conservatives to do is develop their own popular culture. I forgot to mention on the uh, the ballot initiatives, magic mushrooms. Magic mushrooms were on the ballot in several states last night. It passed in Oregon and, uh, they ought to ad- immediately administer some to, uh, to Ted Wheeler, mayor of Portland and, uh, Kate Brown, the governor and see if, uh, Oh, by the way, Ted Wheeler won reelection. So the, uh, the soft Antifa supporter defeated the hard Antifa supporter. I guess we should be thankful for that. <laughs> At least. The, uh, the mayor is not going to be dressed in black block outfit and assaulting people. It also passed the Magic Mux Rooms in Denver, Colorado, where my dear daughter is. And, uh, and I'm going to have to have a talk with her about the dangers of psilocybin. Well, everybody keep their chin up. Let's see how this plays out. If anybody can uh, overcome the odds in Washington, Donald Trump can. And we'll report it to you all right here on Right Now with Jim Dawes.
I hope you'll tune in tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva Paper Towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more. Between prepping ingredients, setting the table, and planning your tomorrow, sometimes you need an extra hand with dinner. Delta Faucet is here to help. Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot with Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology and fill it with the perfect amount of water. Done. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to see how voice IQ can fill your dog's bowl, wash your hands, and more.